Hello, beloved. How's everyone doing today? This podcast is going to be just a little bit different because, uh, you know, I just got back from Vegas to Reno and, you know, I'm not going to do a full message or anything. I just want to share with you guys a little story, a little song, and uh, let you kind of experience what I got to experience the last few days. You know, when we go to Vegas to Reno, I, I usually get to pray over there, a lot of racers and um, I pit for Blaze Racing. Uh, Blaze is uh, Chris and Patty Blaze. They are dear friends of mine. Patty and I raced quads together for years. And, uh, you know, it's just, a, it's just a great family time for me, you know, because these are my friends, people I do life with. And so, you know, we're at the races, and, and I've gotten to pray over some people. And, um, you know, I've gotten to, got to meet uh, Steve from Racers for Christ, and he came and prayed over Chris also that day. And, you know, it was just a great day. And we were charging. Uh, Chris had been like 20th off the line, I don't know, some some far back there. And um, he'd gotten to where he was second overall in time and uh, doing great through uh, pit seven, even pit eight. And then in between that time, I left to go to Rawhide. Now, Rawhide's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, we're talking nowhere. <laughs> and so, me and uh, my son-in-law, Daniel, he was with me because of my shoulder. You know, I just had shoulder surgery. And so, uh, we'd go charging out there, and we'd get all set up, and, and I'm on the radio listening and, and just kind of hanging out. And all of a sudden, we hear over the radio, Blaze pit crew. <laughs> I'm a ride. I mean, I'm literally in the middle of nowhere. That car, when we looked it up, he was 43 miles away from us. So I answered, Chris, this is Jay at Rawhide. And he'd come back at first, and a second later he goes, this is Jay and Ryan? I'll tell you guys. That's a long ways. The curvature of the earth is 13 miles. Little handheld radio. Million little miracles. 
other race teams jump into hell. McFadden's provided a brake line. By the time that Pops got there, stuff was apart. They got that ETV back online. 2910 was on our way. Miracles and miracles, a million little miracles. I've done miracles and miracles, a million little miracles. I got miracles and miracles, a million little miracles. I got miracles and miracles. Pits. We're all whooping and hollering. They made it to almost the end of the race before they broke another radio arm. But they finished. You know, sometimes, sometimes finishing the race is everything. First Corinthians 9 24, it says, We race to win. Miracles, count your miracles. One, two, three, 
before I can even got them all Miracles are miracles Count your miracles, miracles are miracles Count your miracles, miracles are miracles Count your miracles, one, two, three, four I can't even got them all everyone doing uh, welcome to moto church um, excited you guys are here today I'm glad you're hanging out with me if you're online with us tonight great if you're listening to podcast thank you thank you thank you you know we're we're just trying to do exactly what God's asked us to do we're trying to walk in uh, in faith and just go forth and and be obedient to what the word of the Lord has been telling us lately and uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the power of a prophetic word. And I got to tell you guys, in the last few weeks, um, just so many great things have been going on in our life. Um, you know, we had the Ridgecrest Grand Prix this last weekend here in Ridgecrest. And uh, we, we literally got to observe a miracle. One of our, our racers, one of our close friends, Alex... Booyer was hit uh, incredibly, um, just a, a horrific crash. Um, he was hit in the back of the head by the back of a motorcycle's um, rear tire uh, as he was trying to pick his bike back up and just, it was brutal. Uh, it was hard to watch and, and I was one of the first people on the scene held his head for for seven minutes and, and I gotta tell you I, I thought his neck was broken um, it was bulging um, you know I've I've broken my neck four times and so I kind of kind of a pretty good idea about these things and so man I was in prayer just praying fervently over Alex and uh, Jeannie my wife and, and Lori from our tribe at the lighthouse she was there uh, praying and just the crowd kind of hushed and and lots lots of prayers going up for Alex and after seven minutes he woke up in the ambulance and uh, could move his his feet and um, they got him to the hospital they did a complete checkout um, CT scan X-rays MRI and he had he had no broken bones except for his thumb the the original accident and so um just a miracle truly a miracle he had a concussion but um just so grateful for god answering that prayer for alex being okay and he'll be racing again soon you know so alex if you're listening we love you buddy and we're so grateful for what god did in your life last weekend but um, you know, the week before that, Jeannie and I uh, were able to go to the Roar Collective in Bakersfield. Got to be at our leadership group that we belong to with Tony Kim, uh, Tara uh, from the Lighthouse here in Ridgecrest, California. Her and Jeannie got to go for the entire uh, week. Um, I got to go one day, but it, w it was just incredible. Just incredible. And, you know, tomorrow, Sunday... Uh, October 9th, Jeannie and I will be graduating from uh, Wagner University. Um, this will this will be the culmination of our last five years, basically, of getting our degree in theology. And uh, we're excited. We're excited to have a bachelor's degree in theology to be able to uh, walk that that path Sunday and, and to put that part of our lives um to rest you know i mean it's it's everything that we've been working for 
so many different things in the last month of our life. We, we've just seen all this culmination of, of God moving. Um, just a few weeks, Ginny's heading back to Africa. And it's just like, wow, God is moving. And, and I had this moment. You're like, oh man, this, this part of our life is coming to an end. But <laughs> uh, it's just the polar opposite. I mean, this part of our life is coming to a point. But I feel like God's just sharpening us. He's just sharpening us for what, for what lays ahead. For this next part of our life. This next area of uh, being bold in ministry. Walking with that sharpened spear, that, that sword of the spirit to be able to go forth and, and be victorious in living our lives for Christ. Because honestly, I, I can't stop learning. That's just who I am. I want to keep going deeper in knowing God. And, and when I realized that, when I, when I sat down and I realized it's, it's not the end. This is just a milestone, right? This is a milestone in our life that I want to remember. I want to mark this on my course and go, here's the milestone. Here's where God set us apart. Here's where I was able to complete a task that my king set before me. We have reached a milestone in our life that, that we will be able to remember and use mightily for the rest of our lives. We all need those. We need to be able to have remembrance of the things that God has done. We need to be able to keep track of all the promises that God has given us. We have to remember the prophetic words that were spoken in our life. Because these promises, these words, they help us to stay on track. To be mindful of what path that we're supposed to be on. You know, I think about Jesus. He had words spoken about his life. There's over, there's over 300 prophetic words on the Messiah in the Old Testament. And the fact that, that Jesus was able to fulfill all of these, that's a miracle. I mean, that's one of the proofs that brought me to faith. That a man was able to, to fulfill over 300 prophecies that were written hundreds of years before he was born. That's a miracle. I mean, right here I have over five pages of different prophecies in the Old Testament about Jesus. And, and frankly, I only printed out like 60 of them. And I'm not going to read them all, but, but let's just look at a couple, right? Genesis 3.15, it says, He will reconcile people to God. Genesis 3.5, 315C, He would crush evil at His own expense. Isaiah 11.1, 1, He would be a descendant of Jesse's son, King David. We see that in genealogy in Matthew 1, right? Daniel 9.26, he would appear before the Roman destruction of Jerusalem. We know that Rome destroyed Jerusalem in AD 70. He would be born in Bethlehem. A messenger would prepare the way for the Lord, Malachi 3.1. We saw John the Baptist, his cousin, actually do that. Side note here, right? The very, the very first person to acknowledge that Christ was special was John the Baptist. And he actually did it when he was still an unborn child. In the womb of his mother, he leaped and jumped for joy when Jesus, as another unborn child, came into the room. That's what the Bible says. Crazy, right? I love it. 
Psalm 78, 1 through 2. He would teach in parables. Guys, Jesus' parables are, are my favorite. And that's how I truly get what he's talking about. I mean, all over, right? He would be rejected by his people, Isaiah 53, 1 through 4. He would be silent before his accusers. He would be beaten and spat upon. He would be hated without reason. He would be numbered with the transgressors. His hands and feet would be pierced. That's Psalms 22, 16. His suffering would include thirst, also Psalms 22. Psalms 22, it describes his death exactly. Zechariah 12, 10, he, he foreshadowed the piercing of Jesus' side. We could, we could spend all day going through all the prophecies that Christ fulfilled. Isaiah 49, 6, he would bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Amen. Ooh, love this. He would be a light to his people. But yeah, this, this is just a, a little small inkling of the prophecies that, that Jesus fulfilled. And I love this one. This is Luke 4. This is 16 through 21. It says, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, and he gave it back to the attendant, and he sat down. And the eyes of all the synagogue were fixed on him. And so he said to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Boom. My drop. I mean, could you imagine being there that day? Knowing that there was something special about Jesus. And now he reads in Isaiah the prophecy about the blind will see and, and the healings and, and that he would set people free, that he was anointed, he would be the gospel, he would be the good news to the poor. This is the day that Jesus started his ministry. This is the day from this point on is when he started proclaiming kingdom. He started walking the path that, that God had set out for him. And he knew that path, and he knew what he had to do and say because he knew what the Word of God said about him. He knew the Word. He knew the prophecy. He was God. He understood. Now, guys, remember the, the thought of a human being fulfilling all these scriptures, all these prophecies, that were written hundreds of years before Jesus was born. It's miraculous. And so when, when I say, well, he knew what the word said. I just want to challenge you. You know what the Bible says. And you think you could fulfill even 10 other prophecies left for end times? I couldn't. Just want to keep that perspective before we go on. Amen? Amen. You know, last week at, uh, at Roar Collective, but each one of us, you know, were given a, a prophetic word, actually two, while we went to ministry. Now, you know, we, we love being part of this group of people. This is Tony Kim over at the Renaissance Center in Bakersfield. Um, Tony has been here at the Lighthouse numerous times. He's, 
He's truly a gifted man of God, and I'm, I'm grateful that we get to do life with him. You know, Tara and Jeannie, they were there all week, as I said. So, But as I went to one day, everyone that went that day got two words. And I'm going to tell you, when, when different people were asked to give words to these however many people, all they were told was that it was a man or a woman. And then they were given a number for that person. And they had a week to pray for them. To ask God to give them wisdom about that. So that they could speak into their lives. So they could give them a prophetic word. So they could speak some kind of encouragement to them. Now I, I want to share a little bit of one of my words. Because even if you know me a little bit. You'll be like, huh, huh. That's pretty good. But if you truly know me, you're going to be like, whoa. That's amazing. It says, <clears throat> you were one that has a sense of independence and freedom. You may have at times felt like a lone ranger, standing so small and on your own. But do not let the world define you with their perceptions and small views. You've been designed before the foundation of the world to be set apart, to be above, to be set apart from others for God's divine plans in your life. Independence for you can be defined as self-rule or self-reliance. But that is not you. You are keenly aware of your need of and your dependence on Jesus. Because of this, you celebrate your very own Independence Day. Because you love freedom, you celebrate when someone experiences freedom and independence from the burdens they once carried on their shoulders. Independence. I am dependent upon Jesus. Without Christ, I am, I am nothing. I truly believe that. It goes on and says, You have a passion for justice. In the next season, passion will increase and God is going to give you divine insight to situations so that you can help bring independence and freedom to others. Some will see freedom by your prayers. Others might be with warfare and deliverance. However, your superpower is love. Love and humility are the most powerful tools you use. <laughs> Every day. I wear a Superman emblem every day. Now it's because of Cody, but I truly believe in that Superman emblem. I believe that God wants me to walk in, in, in superpowers. And so that's pretty crazy that they would say your superpower is love. Okay, I'm going to finish up. It says, also in this next season, all your skills, your education, your biblical education, experience, and training will pale in comparison to his love. His love through you will open more doors as it compels people to invite you into their lives. And then, all the skills, education, experiences, and training will fall into perfect harmony with love for each situation. Like gears lining up to engage a massive engine, his heart is bringing your willing heart to line up with his so that it can move forward. This combining of hearts is no match for a minuscule enemy, especially when the Lord moves in harmony with the willing and devoted son. These people didn't know I was graduating this week. They didn't know about my educational goals. I mean, all these things... Speak life into me. They encourage me so much. And so I want you guys to understand the power. The power of a prophetic word in someone's life. Every time someone speaks life into someone else, it changes them. I mean, on my phone, I have... I have Almost every prophetic word someone's ever spoken over me. And I listen to them constantly. 
because I believe that I need to walk in these things. I mean, education is something I truly believe in and I want to write. I want to do things. And in numerous times in my past, people have given me words about writing. I plan to work diligently to have all these things come to pass because that's the life that God has spoken over me. That's his heart's desire that I do these things. And so it's important that when we get a prophetic word, that we walk in that. We all need encouragement. We all need to be shown direction from God. That is the point. That is why God said that it's so important that we that we promote one of these gifts. The gift of prophecy is so important for the church today because it encourages us. It helps us to walk in light. It helps us to walk in holiness. But I tell you guys, I feel the reason this doesn't get promoted that much in the church today because of sin. In order for us to move in the prophetic, in order for us to move in healing, or any of the supernatural gifts of God, we have to walk in holiness. It's hard. The, the world we live in today is so filled with garbage that it is hard for a man of faith to walk in integrity every day. I know. And you know, I also realize that that's why I'm able to walk in the supernatural with, with much more ease when I'm in Africa. Because over there, I'm not distracted. I have one, one goal. I have one thing that I'm supposed to do while I'm there. Pray. Ask God to heal. Give prophetic words. Speak life into people because that is what I'm called to do. And so I'm there, I'm obedient. I don't have the, the, the distractions. I gotta figure out a way to bring that here with me now. And I know it's a matter of me staying in the word. I know it's a matter of me not being distracted by this world. Because I want it to all be about kingdom. I mean, Team True Ministries is all about kingdom. All the time that we do, all the energy that we spend, all the faith that we try to present. It's all about kingdom life. I mean, even the disciples and the Pharisees, they struggle, they struggle with kingdom. The fact that the kingdom of heaven was in their midst and they did not even see it supports our need for the prophetic today. Now we need to keep it close to our hearts. I like what it says here in Luke 17, 20 through 21. It says, being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed, nor will they be able to say, look, here it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. Now, some translations there say the kingdom of God is within you. But the more accurate transcription there is in the midst of you. It's in your presence. Jesus is kingdom. Wherever Jesus is, so the kingdom of God is. And so we as his disciples, we as his sons and daughters, it is our job to bring kingdom. Holy Spirit is inside of us, and so because of that, we should be the kingdom in the midst as well. Tonight I want to finish with this. God loves when we remember what he says. He loves when we remember his word, he loves when we remember the prophetic. He loves when we remember what others have spoken into our lives. 
He longs to give us dominion and authority here on earth. He wants his church to walk in the prophetic. He wants to show the world that he still moves in power. That is what draws the world into the kingdom of God. When Jesus was here, he taught kingdom. He modeled what heaven looked like. He demonstrated what the incorruptible can do in a very corruptible world. As his disciples, as his sons and daughters, you and I, it is time for us to stop worrying about how bad the world is, but to demonstrate how good God is. That's how we change the world. That's how we bring kingdom. We walk in holiness. We try to live our lives as incorruptible in a corruptible world. Because that's when we walk in faith. That's when we walk in integrity. And that's when God moves in power. Daniel 7, 13 through 14 says, I saw in the night visions, and behold, the clouds of heaven, there came one like the Son of Man. And he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not ever be destroyed. That is our call. That is our call, to live kingdom, to teach as Jesus taught to be his sons and daughters, to live as disciples of the one true king. And that means wherever we go, Holy Spirit is with us. So we, we bring a kingdom into the midst of this world. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, uh, we humbly come before you. We ask, Lord God, that as, as we strive to be your sons and daughters, as we strive, Father God, for holiness, that, Lord, you start showing us how to reach that level, how to be that man of authority, that woman, Father God, of, of integrity, that, Father God, you choose to give us dominion over the evil of this world. Father God, help us to live kingdom. Help us, Lord God, to be the light in a dark world. I pray, Father God, for a new anointing to fall fresh on every person listening today. That they are revived. That, that Father God, they seek out your word. They seek out, Father God, the prophetic, so that, Lord, they can know a new, fresh direction for their life. Father God, encourage us today. Speaking to us in such a way that we know that we know that we know that you have a plan for our lives and it is good. We long for that day, Father God, when we are all together in kingdom with Jesus. And we thank you and we praise you in his holy name. Amen. I love you guys. I pray that you go forth in victory today. That tomorrow you love somebody. That when you're in church tomorrow, you, you praise a little louder. That you pray with a little bit more power. And you remember that we are to live incorruptible lives in a corruptible world. Amen? Amen. Love you. Hello, beloved. How is everyone doing? Uh, welcome to Moto Church. Um, excited you guys are here today. I'm glad you're hanging out with me. If you're online with us tonight, great. If you're listening to podcasts, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know we're we're just trying to do exactly what God's asked us to do. We're trying to walk in uh, in faith and just go forth and and be obedient to what the Word of the Lord has been telling us lately. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the power of a prophetic word. And I got to tell you guys, in the last few weeks, 
Um, just so many great things have been going on in our life. Um, you know, we had the Ridgecrest Grand Prix this last weekend here in Ridgecrest, and uh, we, we literally got to observe a miracle. One of our, our racers, one of our close friends, Alex Booyer, was hit incredibly um, just a, a horrific crash um, he was hit in the back of the head by the back of a motorcycles um, rear tire uh, as he was trying to pick his bike back up and just it was brutal uh, it was hard to watch and, and I was one of the first people on the scene held his head for for seven minutes and, and I gotta tell you I, I thought his neck was broken um, it was bulging um, you know, I've, I've broken my neck four times. And so I kind of, kind of a pretty good idea about these things. And so, man, I was in prayer, just praying fervently over Alex and, uh, Jeannie, my wife and, and Lori from our tribe at the lighthouse. She was there, uh, praying and just the crowd kind of hushed and, and, Lots, lots of prayers going up for Alex. And after seven minutes, he woke up in the ambulance and uh, could move his, his feet. And uh, they got him to the hospital. They did a complete checkout, um, CT scan, x-rays, MRI. And he had, he had no broken bones except for his thumb, the, the original accident. And so um, just a miracle truly a miracle he had a concussion but um just so grateful for god answering that prayer for alex being okay and he'll be racing again soon you know so alex if you're listening we love you buddy and we're so grateful for what god did in your life last weekend but um you know the week before that Jeannie and i uh were able to go to the roar collective in bakersfield Got to be at our leadership group that we belong to with Tony Kim, uh, Tara uh, from the Lighthouse here in Ridgecrest, California. Her and Jeannie got to go for the entire uh, week. Um, I got to go one day, but it, it was just incredible. Just incredible. And, you know, tomorrow, Sunday, uh, October 9th, Jeannie and I will be graduating from uh, Wagner University. Um, this will This will be the culmination of our last five years basically of getting our degree in theology and uh, we're excited we're excited to have a bachelor's degree in theology to be able to uh, walk that that path Sunday and, and to put that part of our lives um, to rest you know I mean it's it's everything that we've been working for so many different things in the last month of our life. We, we've just seen all this culmination of God moving. Um, just a few weeks, Jenny's heading back to Africa. And it's just like, wow, God is moving. And, and I had this moment. I'm like, oh man, this, this part of our life is coming to an end. But... <laughs> Uh, it's just the polar opposite. I mean, this part of our life is coming to a point, but I feel like God's just sharpening us. He's just sharpening us for what for what lays ahead, for this next part of our life, this next area of uh, being bold in ministry, walking with that sharpened spear, that that sword of the spirit to be able to go forth and. And be victorious in living our lives for Christ. Because honestly, I, I can't stop learning. That's just who I am. I want to keep going deeper in knowing God. And, and when I realized that, when I, when I sat down and I realized it's, it's not the end. This is just a milestone, right? This is a milestone in our life that I want to remember. I want to mark this on my course and go, here's the milestone. Here's where God set us apart. Here's where I was able to complete a task that my king set before me. 
we have reached a milestone in our life that, that we will be able to remember and use mightily for the rest of our lives. We all need those. We need to be able to have remembrance of the things that God has done. We need to be able to keep track of all the promises that God has given us. We have to remember the prophetic words that were spoken in our life. Because these promises, these words, they help us to stay on track. To be mindful of what path that we're supposed to be on. You know, I think about Jesus. He had words spoken about his life. There's over, there's over 300 prophetic words on the Messiah in the Old Testament. And the fact that, that Jesus was able to fulfill all of these. That's a miracle. I mean, that's one of the proofs that brought me to faith. That a man was able to, to fulfill over 300 prophecies that were written hundreds of years before he was born. That's a miracle. I mean, right here, I have over five pages of different prophecies in the Old Testament about Jesus. And, and frankly, I only printed out like 60 of them. And I'm, I'm not going to read them all, but, but let's just look at a couple, right? Genesis 3.15, it says, He will reconcile people to God. Genesis 3, 5, 3, 1, 5, see, he would crush evil at his own expense. Isaiah 11, 1, he would be a descendant of Jesse's son, King David. We see that in genealogy in Matthew 1, right? Daniel 9, 26, he would appear before the Roman destruction of Jerusalem. We know that Rome destroyed Jerusalem in A.D. 70. He would be born in Bethlehem. A messenger would prepare the way for the Lord, Malachi 3.1. We saw John the Baptist, his cousin, actually do that. Side note here, right? The very, the very first person to acknowledge that Christ special was John the Baptist and he actually did it when he was still an unborn child in the womb of his mother he leaped and jumped for joy when Jesus as another unborn child came into the room that's what the Bible says crazy right I love it Psalm 78 1 through 2 he would teach in parables Guys, Jesus' parables are, are my favorite. And that's how I truly get what he's talking about. I mean, all over, right? He would be rejected by his people, Isaiah 53, 1 through 4. He would be silent before his accusers. He would be beaten and spat upon. He would be hated without reason. He would be numbered with the transgressors. His hands and feet would be pierced. That's Psalms 22, 16. His suffering would include thirst, also Psalms 22. Psalms 22, it describes his death exactly. Zechariah 12, 10. He foreshadowed the piercing of Jesus' side. We could, we could spend all day going through all the prophecies that Christ fulfilled. Isaiah 49, 6. He would bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Amen. Ooh, love this. He would be a light to his people. But yeah, this, this is just a, a little small inkling of the prophecies that, that Jesus fulfilled. 
I love this one. This is Luke 4. This is 16 through 21. It says, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and he gave it back to the attendant and he sat down and the eyes of all the synagogue were fixed on him. And so he said to them, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Boom. I drop. I mean, could you imagine being there that day? Knowing that there was something special about Jesus. And now he reads in Isaiah the prophecy about the blind will see and, and the healings and, and that he would set people free, that he was anointed, he would be the gospel, he would be the good news to the poor. This is the day that Jesus started his ministry. This is the day from this point on is when he started proclaiming kingdom. He started walking the path that, that God had set out for him. And he knew that path and he knew what he had to do and say because he knew what the word of God said about him. He knew the word. He knew the prophecy. He was God. He understood. Now guys, Remember the, the thought of a human being fulfilling all these scriptures, all these prophecies that were written hundreds of years before Jesus was born. It's miraculous. And so when, when I say, well, he knew what the word said. I just want to challenge you. You know what the Bible says. And you think you could fulfill even 10 other prophecies left for end times? I couldn't. I just want to keep that perspective before we go on. Amen? Amen. You know, last week at, uh, at Roar Collective, but each one of us, you know, we're given... A, a prophetic word, actually two while we went to ministry. Now, you know, we, we love being part of this group of people. This is Tony Kim over at the Renaissance Center in Bakersfield. Um, Tony has been here at the Lighthouse numerous times. Um, he's, he's truly a gifted man of God, and I'm, I'm grateful that we get to do life with him. You know, Tara and Jeannie, they were there all week, as I said, so... But as I went to one day, everyone that went that day got two words. And I'm going to tell you, when, when different people were asked to give words to these however many people, all they were told was that it was a man or a woman. And then they were given a number for that person. And they had a week to pray for them. To ask God to give them wisdom about them. So that they could speak into their lives. So they could give them a prophetic word. So they could speak some kind of encouragement to them. Now I, I want to share a little bit of one of my words. Because even if you know me a little bit. You'll be like, huh, yeah, that's pretty good. But if you truly know me. You're going to be like, whoa, that's amazing. It says, <clears throat> you are one that has a sense of independence and freedom. You may have at times felt like a lone ranger, standing so small and on your own, but do not let the world define you with their perceptions and small views. You've been designed before the foundation of the world to be set apart, to be above, to be
be set apart from others for God's divine plans in your life. Independence for you can be defined as self-rule or self-reliance. But that is not you. You are keenly aware of your need of and your dependence on Jesus. Because of this, you celebrate your very own Independence Day. Because you love freedom, you celebrate when someone experiences freedom and independence from the burdens they once carried on their shoulders. Independence. I am dependent upon Jesus. Without Christ, I am, I am nothing. I truly believe that. It goes on and says, You have a passion for justice. In the next season, passion will increase and God is going to give you divine insight to the situations so that you can help bring independence and freedom to others. Some will see freedom by your prayers. Others might be with warfare and deliverance. However, your superpower is love. Love and humility are the most powerful tools you use. <laughs> Every day, I wear a Superman emblem. Every day. Now it's because of Cody. But I truly believe in that Superman emblem. I believe that God wants me to walk in, in, in superpowers. And so that's pretty crazy that they would say your superpower is love. Okay, I'm going to finish up. It says, also in this next season, all your skills, your education, your biblical education, experience and training will pale in comparison to his love. His love through you will open more doors as it compels people to invite you into their lives. And then, all the skills, education, experiences, and training will fall into perfect harmony with love for each situation. Like gears lining up to engage a massive engine, his heart is bringing your willing heart to line up with his so that it can move forward. This combining of hearts is no match for a minuscule enemy, especially when the Lord moves in harmony with the willing and devoted son. <laughs> These people didn't know I was graduating this week. They didn't know about my educational goals. I mean, all these things speak life into me. They encourage me so much. And so I want you guys to understand the power, the power of a prophetic word in someone's life. Every time someone speaks life into someone else, it changes them. I mean, on my phone, I have, I have almost every prophetic word someone's ever spoken over me. And I listen to them constantly because I believe that I need to walk in these things. I mean, education is something I truly believe in and I want to write. I want to do things. And, and numerous times in my past, people have given me words about writing. I plan to work diligently to have all these things come to pass because that's the life that God has spoken over me. That's his heart's desire that I do these things. And so it's important that when we get a prophetic word, that we walk in that. We all need encouragement. We all need to be shown direction from God. That is the point. That is why God said that, that it's so important that we, that we promote one of these gifts. The gift of prophecy is so important for the church today because it encourages us. It helps us to walk in light. It helps us to walk in holiness. But I tell you guys, I feel the reason this doesn't get promoted that much in the church today is because of sin. In order for us to move in the prophetic, in order for us to move in healing or any of the supernatural gifts of God, we have to walk in holiness. It's hard. The, the world we live in today, it's so filled with garbage that it is hard for a man of faith to walk in integrity every day. I know. 
And, you know, I also realized that that's why I'm able to walk in the supernatural with, with much more ease when I'm in Africa. Because over there, I'm not distracted. I have one, one goal. I have one thing that I'm supposed to do while I'm there. Pray. Ask God to heal. Give prophetic words. Speak life into people because that is what I'm called to do. And so I'm there, I'm obedient. I don't have the, the, the distractions. I got to figure out a way to bring that here with me now. And I know it's a matter of me staying in the word. I know it's a matter of me not being distracted by this world. Because I want it to all be about kingdom. I mean, Team True Ministries is all about kingdom. All the time that we do, all the energy that we spend, all the faith that we try to present, it's all about kingdom life. I mean, even the disciples and the Pharisees, they struggled. they struggled with kingdom. The fact that the kingdom of heaven was in their midst and they did not even see it supports our need for the prophetic today. Now we need to keep it close to our hearts. I like what it says here in Luke 17, 20 through 21. It says, being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus answered them, kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed, nor will they be able to say, look, here it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. Now, some translations there say the kingdom of God is within you. But the more accurate transcription there is in the midst of you. It's in your presence. Jesus is kingdom. Wherever Jesus is, so the kingdom of God is. And so we as his disciples, we as his sons and daughters, it is our job to bring kingdom. Holy Spirit is inside of us, and so because of that, we should be the kingdom in the midst as well. Kind of, I want to finish with this. God loves when we remember what he says. He loves when we remember his word. He loves when we remember the prophetic. He loves when we remember what others have spoken into our lives. He longs to give us dominion and authority here on earth. He wants his church to walk in the prophetic. He wants to show the world that he still moves in power. That is what draws the world into the kingdom of God. When Jesus was here, he taught kingdom. He modeled what heaven looked like. He demonstrated what the incorruptible can do in a very corruptible world. As his disciples, as his sons and daughters, you and I, it is time for us to stop worrying about how bad the world is but to demonstrate how good God is. That's how we change the world. That's how we bring kingdom. We walk in holiness. We try to live our lives as incorruptible in a corruptible world. Because that's when we walk in faith. That's when we walk in integrity. And that's when God moves in power. Daniel 7, 13 through 14 says, I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like the Son of Man. And he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, one that shall not ever be destroyed. That is our call. That is our call to live kingdom.
to teach as Jesus taught, to be his sons and daughters, to live as disciples of the one true king. And that means wherever we go, Holy Spirit is with us. So we, we bring a kingdom into the midst of this world. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, uh, we humbly come before you. We ask, Lord God, that as, as we strive to be your sons and daughters, as we strive, Father God, for holiness, that, Lord, you start showing us how to reach that level. How to be that man of authority, that woman, Father God, of, of integrity. That, Father God, you choose to give us dominion over the evil of this world. Father God, help us to live kingdom. Help us, Lord God, to be the light in a dark world. I pray, Father God, for a new anointing to fall fresh on every person listening today. That they are revived, that... That, Father God, they seek out your word. They seek out, Father God, the prophetic so that, Lord, they can know a new, fresh direction for their life. Father God, encourage us today. Speak into us in such a way that we know that we know that we know that you have a plan for our lives and it is good. We long for that day, Father God, when we are all together in kingdom with Jesus. And we thank you and we praise you in his holy name. Amen. Well, I love you guys. I pray that you go forth in victory today. That tomorrow you love somebody. That when you're in church tomorrow, you, you praise a little louder. That you pray with a little bit more power. You remember that we are to live incorruptible lives in a corruptible world. Amen. Amen. Love you.